And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners, you're very welcome to another edition of the We Are Me podcast with Davey Rispin and Mickey Brennan. An, an action-packed weekend of Hurling Championship, Davey. Um, also, LGFA um, on this weekend, they were at quarter-final stage, if I'm not mistaken, or semi-final stage in some of them. And, um, you know, lots happening over the next couple of weeks. We've got the Football Championship semi-finals coming up and the relegation games. We've got Camogie coming up. It's all happening at the minute, Davey. Yeah, it's it's... Busy time, really, isn't it? Uh, for us, especially like going going from week to week, there's not really a, a bit of a breather. Of course, we had our um, presentations for our Blackwater in top scorer of the week and player of the week as well, Mickey, uh, over the weekend uh, from last week's Kiko Sports Team of the Week. So um, it's it's rotating nicely for us, and we have three big weekends left uh, as it stands. We obviously have two in football and, and the final weekend in Hurland in two weeks' time. So plenty more to come in the next few weeks. So um, stay stay tuned to our Loyal Royals podcast in October because uh, there's going to be plenty more coming down the tracks. And then we're going to have the Leinster Club Championships. We're going to have the Regional Championships as well yeah. coming up in October, November, December. Um, it's not going to stop. We're going to be flat out. Um, doing the podcast and keeping everybody up to date so um, I suppose we'll get straight into it and we're going to go to the hurling results from the weekend Davey you were at uh, five if I'm not mistaken four out of the five games that were on the weekend there was two semi-finals in the senior two semi-finals in the intermediate and there was one uh, the, the junior final was taking place on the weekend you missed out on one of them Davey for training I, you know that's not a good enough excuse no it's not. I was disappointed at the lads putting train at twelve o'clock on a on the Sunday. I'd have happily went at nine or ten o'clock. I normally wouldn't be saying that on a Sunday morning, but uh, change man, Mickey. <laughs> yeah, change man is right. Maturing, I would say, David. Maturing. Yeah. Um, well, let's get stuck into the results anyway. We're going to go straight to the junior final, and the junior final uh, ended up Dumboyne one goal and twenty, Kiltail one goal and eleven, and nine point victory there for Dumboyne who uh, had a disappointing end to the senior championship, but it went on and won the junior championship, so they'll be delighted with that. Um, in the intermediate, on Sunday uh, at 12 o'clock, as Davey has alluded to, it was Dundry taking on Drumree, and Dundry won on a scoreline of three goals and 11 to Drumree's one goal and 14, so 20 points to 17, three-point victory there for Dundry. And in the other of the semi-finals, it was Ratmaline 116, Kildaki 113, another three-point victory for Ratmaline there, and they'll face off against Dundry in the final. Then in the senior uh, semi-finals from the weekend, Davy, uh, two cracking games, Rathout 316, Kiltail 311, Trim one goal and 18, 
Kildalki, two goals and 14. The reigning champions beaten by Trim by a solitary point. And, you know, as, as I said, you were at all four of these games. We will be featuring them on our Lion Royals podcast. We will be doing a full Hurling Championship uh, review. We've got interviews from all the games that Davey was at as well. And we will be announcing that we are Mead Club Hurling Championship Team of the Week. But Davey, bring it back to the games on the weekend. Um, you know, probably the one that stands out is the Trim victory, the one-point victory over Kildalki, the reigning champions. Yeah, it's always eventful when those two play, Mickey, and this one didn't disappoint either. It was a terrific game, really, for the ages. Uh, some incredibly high-class scores, drama, uh, controversy as well. Um, with, with a point, I'm not sure if you came across this, but basically... The halftime scoreline in, in Park Talton between Trim and Kildalki was 110 to Trim, 2-4 to Kildalki. But Kieran Flynn, the Mead PRO, came up to the press box at halftime and he informed all the, the journalists and media personnel as well as the scoreboard operator to change Trim scores to 1-9 because the referee had 1-9 in his notebook. Now, you understand that some, you know, the odd, the odd person could get it wrong, but there was about six working journalists, if you will, there. And they all had it at 110. But the referee had it at 1-9. So anyway, uh, Trim were getting a point chalked off them for the start of the second half. And in the end, there was a point between the sides. But in fairness to Mark Riley, um, they got to the right decision. About five, ten minutes into the second half, I think the referee's coordinator went out to him and he kind of said, listen, you know, all for you sticking by your guns, but, but I think you're wrong. Like, I think Trim should have an extra point on the board. And it was duly put back up. Which, in fairness to the referee, I think he deserves credit for that. You, you see a lot of referees nowadays and they're, they'd be stubborn and they'd, they'd be saying, no, I'm right and that's it. And in fairness, he acknowledged his mistake, added the point back on. And uh, my God, thankfully he did, Mickey, because Trim won by a solitary point. And had they had they had that point chalked off, we would have been going to presumably extra time. And, you know, fuck knows what would have happened then. And uh, it could have been all sorts of controversy because uh, I know the game was being streamed by the Trim lads beside me and they were, they were already threatening it early in the second half if it did eventually come to that. And, you know, sure enough, it did. Oh, wow. And uh, incredible finish. So controversy, everything uh, thrown into that one. Um, the Retold Kiltail game on Sunday afternoon, Davey, I was listening to this one on the radio and, you know, very, very cagey first half, but both teams must have opened up in the second half. And they're big name players in the first half and second half, Jack, or in the first half, Jack Regan and Podger Gagan, both misfiring. But second half, different story. Uh, to an extent, uh, yeah. Like Jack Regan didn't score from play on the day, wow. which, which was hugely significant. And Conor McGill deserves uh, all the plaudits for that, really. Jack Regan did end up finishing up with like 2-2 two, two or 2-3, two, but like 2-1 two, or 2-2 two, two of that came in injury time when Kiltail rallied from uh, what looked like an unassailable lead from Ratoth, but they gave them a bit of a fright. But Ratoth were good value for it, Mickey. All round, they were the better side. But yeah, the, the three goals arrived within uh, 10 minutes of each other in the second half for Ratoth, and that was hugely significant in, in the overall outcome. Great win for them, though, because Kiltail obviously topped the group, Ratoth finished fourth, probably lucky to do so as well, by the way. Um, and now look at them, they're, in, they're back in a senior final for the first time in two years, even though they played the 2020 final last year, and it was, of course, against Trim. Yeah, it was indeed, and uh, uh, really interesting. So, uh, looking at it then, so... Like the two teams that topped the group uh, in uh, Group A of the Senior Hurling Championship, Burkle Tail and Trim, were both scraped through on three points. 
Um, and we remember the, the drama on the final day. They, they didn't even know if they were true at that stage. And it, they were waiting on scorelines. Or sorry, they, they, they had to get a couple of scores to, to, to make sure they stayed in the championship, which they did. And now they're true to the senior hurling championship final. And it just shows you that, you know, the group stages are for just getting through. The knockout stages are for playing your hurling and, you know, winning championships. 100%. And I, I got the sense from uh, Michael Connolly after the game, the retote manager, that they've been slowly building towards hitting optimum um, around this time of year. And I'm not saying Kiltail are guilty of doing the opposite, but there was there was definitely something not right about Kiltail's performance. Now, they did lose three of their starting 15, which was significant as well, and including Marco Sullivan, the, the Mead senior hurling captain, um, which was a big blow for them. But Retote did look the, the sharper side. Um, but maybe they're just, they feel that, okay, they've had their scare, and they're not in bonus territory or anything like that, but the pressure's really off them now. You know, that the shackles are off, and they weren't expected to, to go and win. And they'll, they'll go into the final underdogs again, and I don't think that'll bother them in the slightest, Mickey. We had a similar scenario in the intermediate for Rathmullain and Drumree finished first and second in in, uh, in Group A of the intermediate. Um, and Drumree, um, who beat Dundry only a few weeks ago in one of the group games uh, at top the table, um, Drum, Dundry reversing it and getting the victory here against Drumree in a in a real tight battle and winning the game by three points and goals win games. Absolutely. Um, I think this, the quarter final for Dunry, that hugely physical encounter with Gail Colin Gill, I think would have brought them on leaps and bounds. Uh, whereas Drumree, I remember talking to, to Dermot Doyle after the uh, game that to beat Dunry and actually to get through as group winners. And he was, he you know, trying to fill what would be the next six weeks and what would it would look like for Drumree. You can have challenges and you can have competitive in-house games and everything like that. You know yourself, Mickey. But there's nothing substitutes the, the competitive championship action that's cutthroat knockout stage. And Dundry came through a really stern test against Gail Conkill. And probably that's what stood to them really on Sunday afternoon in Avon against Drumree in that, in that rematch. Yeah. Uh, disappointing weekend for both Kildaki and Kiltail because... Both their first and second teams exiting the championship. Um, I suppose Kiltail's second team uh, playing in the junior final and uh, and losing out to Dunboyne. But Kiltail's obviously losing to Rathout in the senior. And then Kildaki losing out to Rathmullain in the intermediate and losing out to Trim. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's just one of those weekends where it was all or nothing, basically, for them. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, great great to see Ratmalayan through to a final. I think it's their first final appearance in 10 years. Uh, just brilliant to see them back. Gary Cole's doing a phenomenal job there. And um, Kildaki, unfortunately, I think legs was the issue for them in their semi-final. Uh, they were coming up against a, a more youthful Ratmalayan side who, who, in fairness, put them to the sword in the second half. But Kildaki can look back with, with great fondness on what was a great championship. But ultimately, the two first teams and second teams that played in the double headers on Saturday and Sunday both were beaten. It was a, it was a terrible weekend for Kiltail and Kildaki. But, you know, full credit to Ratmalayan. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, as we said, head on over to our Loyal Royals podcast. It's uh, Patreon forward slash We Are Mead. And you'll find all of the um, Hurling Championship review uh, from the weekend. We'll be doing 
all of the games um, between intermediate, uh, senior, and of course the junior. And we have interviews with Michael Connolly, Bobby O'Brien, Fergal O'Neill, Neil Hackett, and John Mitchell, Charlie Ennis, Brian Canty, and uh, Gary Cole, and Sean Mulligan, Simon Ennis, and somebody else in there as well. I think Jack. Uh, who else was Jack that? Jack Payne. Um, and Jack Payne is right. Yeah, sorry. And uh, so head on over. It's going to be a. An absolutely action-packed uh, podcast over there on our Patreon service. And uh, and again, watch out for the hurling, the Club Hurling Championship Team of the Week, which we'll be announcing later in the week. It's something for a little bit of fun. Um, Davey, sticking with the the sticks and balls, as I called it last week, um, which got a giggle out of you. Um, the Camogie, uh, the girls uh, from the Camogues, they are true to semi-final stage in both the intermediate and the senior and in the intermediate semi-finals on saturday the 1st of october next saturday at 11:45 in boards mill trim will do battle with dunamore ashburn and at 2 p.m and at boy it's going to be kilmessen's second team i take it coming up against kildalki uh they're the two semi-finals from the intermediate then in senior b the semi-final um, the both of these semi-finals will take place in Kiltail. It's a double header, 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. The one at 2 p.m. is Blackhall Gales against St. Peter's Dunboyne. Nice little local derby there. And then at 2 p.m. it is going to be Kalyan and Drumree. Sorry, 4 p.m. it's going to be Kalyan and Drumree. Then uh, also on Saturday, it's going to be the Senior A semi-finals in Boards Mill. The first game... Uh, up here is Rathoth and Nafina, sorry. And then um, also on Saturday, but this game is in a boy, it's Dundry against Kilmessen. We don't actually have a time for that, but we're pre- presuming it's going to be around 3.45 or 4 p.m. So a lot of the usual names in there, Davy. When I look at the senior, Rathoth and Nafina, Dundry and Kilmessen, uh, they're the two semi-finals there. Um, you know, and... You, You'd be forgiven for thinking it's it's going to be a Nafina Kilmessen final or will Rathout or Dundry get crashed the, the final the party? Yeah, they've got really close in recent years. Like Dundry drew with Kilmessen in the group stages this year, so they'll take great confidence and heart from that, and they'll feel they have a right good chance of toppling Kilmessen. But ultimately, those have been the two giants in in me Camogie for probably uh, well over the last decade with Nafina genuinely challenging uh, Kilmessen's crown year in, year out. It would be great to see a bit of freshness, um, but the smart money would probably be on the two the two big hitters coming through. But I'd expect really close and entertaining encounters in, in both of those semi-finals next weekend, Mickey. Yeah, we're told to be making great strides uh, yeah. in recent years and, uh, you know, have been closing the gap. We'll, just, we'll see uh, next weekend if they've closed the gap enough. Then in, in Senior B, Davy, nice little... Uh, local derby there Blackhall Gales and St Peter's Dunboyne the other one is Killian and Drumree yeah I suppose Blackhall Gales operating operating out of senior B nowadays they've had a really strong campaign up to now Uh, to me they're probably the team to beat obviously only entering the the business end of the championship now but with the likes of Jane Dolan and Christina Troy uh, operating out of senior B is like obviously hugely significant and there'll be two damnably hard players to stop but um, there's plenty of challengers, as you say, and, and a little bit of class in the second teams as well, with the likes of Kilmessen, who are quite strong, as as you know, we've seen Kildalki saying the lads have been, you know, at intermediate level. So yeah. don't just write them off either. Yeah, absolutely. And then, as I said, in the intermediate, Trim and Dunham or Ashburn, Kilmessen and Kildalki. So that's obviously going to be Kilmessen's second team 
Um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> like, it just shows you the numbers that they have out there that are willing to play Camogie out in Kilmessen, in that Dunsany Kilmessen area, uh, to have a second team that are in the semi final of the intermediate as well as the senior team being in the semi final as well. Great stuff. Yeah. I don't know what would happen though if they were to win it, like because they wouldn't actually go straight to obviously senior A. So presumably, if they did go and win the the intermediate, maybe they would get to go up to senior B. Um, yeah, I would but I'm, I'm so. not sure about that. Like it because then there's a possibility that they could end up. I don't know. Within I'm, I'm not sure actually how that would work. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting. Well, I think you can go up to senior B, and then isn't it senior B? Then you have to win that to go up to senior A. So yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be uh, an interesting one anyway. So, but uh, yeah, great to see them with two teams doing well. And then trimming Dunham Ashburn, like Dunham Ashburn, you know, a team that have really a club that have really you know worked on all aspects of the different codes within the club and just phenomenal where 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 they've come from in the last number of years. Yeah, there's serious work going on over that end of the county uh, as a whole in terms of yeah. Ireland and Camogie, really. Like, you, you look at some Pats as well, for argument's sake, who've, who've done great things as well. And um, I think that's just, as you say, a bit of a culmination of the years of work that have gone in there in Dunham or Ashburn to get them to this stage. Um, great to see two first teams as well. I, like, I, I always like to see it when you go down the grades to see two first teams at the latter stages of the championship going toe-to-toe and... Obviously, in the hurling, we have that, you know, in the intermediate as well, which is which is great. But, uh, yeah, kudos to them. But it'll be a big semi-final and a huge test against uh, Trim. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well, then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin & Sons, your authorised automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in-store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne & Sons. If you need any more information on the Automore, feel free to call into us here in Clannard County Mead. Hey, we're going to stick with the ladies, but we're going to go to the football. And the semi-finals and the relegation games were on um, on the weekend or at the weekend just gone by. And we have, again, we want to thank Fergal Harney. He sent us in. Um, a massively detailed account of what happened over the weekend. So we'll start with maybe the senior championship. Yeah, so the stage is set with the uh, Keypad Club Championship finals now decided. And as you say, Mickey, huge thanks to Meet Ladies PRO Fergal Harney for this in depth um, document, as always. Uh, so the past weekend saw 14 semi finals across seven divisions in this year's Keypad Club Championship that has left some very interesting matchups for the final. So starting in senior, uh, first game up was the Rin and defending Mead and Leinster champion St. Peter's Dunboyne. They recorded a 2-8, six-point victory over Old Castle. Uh, St. Peter's Dunboyne making it to their fourth senior final in a row, having come overcome Old Castle in the semi-finals at Batterstown um, yesterday with six points to spare. Uh, or eight points to spare, possibly, two, two eight to six. Um, mm -hmm. Goals from Emma Duggan and Shelley Melia, who wouldn't be uh, strangers to the to the goal sheet, were the difference in the end to give Dunboyne 
uh, a chance of winning three consecutive senior titles. Uh, joining them in the final in what is going to be a Mount Watering game is, of course, Dunshocklin and Royal Gales. They overcame Sessionstown 3-11 to 1-8. Um, they say goals win games. Well, a hat-trick of goals from the All-Ireland uh, final player of the match, Nevo Sullivan, was enough to seal Dunshocklin Royal Gales' progress to their first ever senior championship final. Neve and her teammates are going from strength to strength in the championship, and they will look forward to a meeting with close neighbours, St. Peter's Dunboyne, in this year's decider. The last time they met in the championship final was at the intermediate level in 2016, where the Gales ran out the winners in Navan O'Mahony's. That should be an absolutely fantastic final, and it's going to take place on Sunday, 9th of October. Still waiting on a time and uh, a venue, but um, yeah, wouldn't it be great to see a Barkin Park Talton again like it was last year? Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I'm presuming that it's going to be back in, in uh, Park Talton. Um, wouldn't it be brilliant if it was? Is this men's senior final on the 9th of October? Uh, I think it is. It's not. It's the Hurland, Hurland finals are that weekend, aren't they? Could they do double header with the hurling? Um, because the double header last year was incredible. What a, a word for Neva Sullivan! What a year she's having! Absolutely incredible. Three goals, a hat trick in the semi final of the senior championship, and uh, propelling her team through to the to their first ever senior championship final. Great stuff. Yeah, it's just just the year that just keeps on giving. Um, and one more big step for them. And. I think they were narrowly beaten in their first round encounter against Dunboyne. Dunboyne haven't necessarily been blowing teams away like they have in recent years, Mickey. So that that's going to be a terrifically contested final in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, no Vicky, no problem for Dunboyne um, uh, so far. And, and again, a word for Vicky Wall. Um, scoring another goal on the weekend for uh, the Kangaroos. Um, I think that's their nickname. North Melbourne um, Kangaroos, I think, is, the, is their nickname. But uh, yeah, been following her. Uh, closely over the last number of weeks and uh, they're moving up through the table um, going on to the intermediate now um, the first uh, result I have up here is screen four goals and nine that is 21 points against D Rangers two goals and 13 that's 19 points a two point victory for screen wow goals are deciding these first few semi-finals with Elizabeth Moreland bagging a hat-trick in this close encounter of a semi Elizabeth's three goals gave screen their second championship final in uh, got screen to their second uh, championship final in succession having won the junior a title last year in trim the last team to manage winning the junior a and then the intermediate and successive years was simonstown in 2013 and 14 respectively my own club simonstown uh, the last club to do that so that's his screen through to the final and they will be joined by nafina who won the other semi-final and again the trend continues with goals being the decisive scores in this year's semi-finals in column kills eight points nafina to eight um, nafina uh, got over the line against the 2021 beaten finalists in column kills with those two goals. The goals came uh, from an attacking full-back, Claire Coffey, and full forward, Moira Kirby, and were enough to seal the victory and put Nafina through to the final as the only quarter-final team to progress through to the finals from the top three divisions. The final will see Screen and Nafina play and face off against each other on the 9th of October venue and time to be confirmed etc so uh, absolutely brilliant the, the only team uh, to go through the quarterfinals Davey to get through to one of the finals so um, exceptional stuff there from Nafina 
Yeah, absolutely. Senior pedigree as well. Good players in the ranks. They'll, they'll be a tough nut to crack, Mickey. Um, speaking of which, it, it brings me nicely to oh, his indulgence in uh, the Junior A. Uh, they recorded a 212-19 victory over St. Pat's, um, progressing to their first Junior A final since 1991, where they met, would you believe it, Kilcock in the final. Um, yeah, so Kilcock were obviously playing their trade in Mead at the time before they, they were pushed into Kildare. I always thought that was a contentious one, but uh, that did come from our local historian out here in Bohemian and Stephen Ball. He's absolutely brilliant for these little nuggets of information. But this game, Mickey, uh, against St. Pat's was a hard-fought win. Plenty of drama along the way um, in Manalvi with the lead changing hands on numerous different occasions and the goal coming goals coming from the boots of Rachel Cassidy and Nikki Ennis, two very young, talented players in St. Dalton's, um, who finished the stronger on the day to overcome last year's beaten junior A finalists and Pats, who did rally in the second half, gave a really good account of themselves, uh, the likes of Emma White to the fore. But um, it's St. Dalton's, Mickey, who are thankfully in the junior A final, where they'll be joined by Manalvi, um, who incidentally won in Bormeen on uh, Saturday evening. Uh, I'm sure there was a few watching spies from St. Dalton's, but Manalvi recorded a 3-10 to 1-12 victory over Waterstown. Goals from Rachel Pender and the brilliant uh, Jennifer McLaughlin, who got two, were the difference on this closely contested semi-final at Sean Newman Park on Saturday. At halftime, the scores were even with Manalvi... Uh, won four waters 10 seven points but it was Manalvi who took the goal chance in the second half to pull it away winning by four points in the end and booking their spot in the final against St Dalton's that final will take place on Saturday the 8th of October again a venue and time yet to be decided Davey if I'm not mistaken didn't uh, St Dalton's beat Waterstown in the last uh, game of the group section and, and, and they beat them convincingly that day yeah they did. They did. Uh, again, I don't know how much you could read into it. Yeah, look into yeah, it yeah. because it was that Both sort of game. Were, but yeah, yeah. Like like Manalvi have uh, obviously they're unbeaten as well. So it's the two best teams in the grade. I don't think anyone could argue with that in the final. So it should be a fantastic decider in two weeks. Absolutely. Yeah. Moving on to the junior B, the results in from that trim two sixteen. That's twenty two points to Gail Column kills three goals and three. Um, and Trim booked their place in the final where they'll be meeting St. Peter's Dunboyne who beat Kilbride St. Peter's Dunboyne second team who beat Kilbride 114 to 9 points and uh, Trim versus St. Peter's Dunboyne or as you called them the second string team uh, that's us uh, to be confirmed um, the final uh, date time etc has not been um, decided so um, we'll wait and see what happens with the junior B final moving on to the junior C Davy. Yeah, Trim's uh, B team or second team uh, were edged out by St. Colum Kill's second team. What a game. This was probably the game of the weekend, uh, undoubtedly. Trim, 3-12, that's 21 points. St. Colum Kill's, five goals and seven, that's 22 points. A one-point win for the Seasiders. What a victory for them uh, over a very gallant Trim side. Uh, they'll be joined in the final by Navin O'Matney's uh, second string, who recorded a 6-13 to 2-10 victory over Beliver. Um, so it's going to be two second teams contesting the Junior C final. Navin O'Matney, second team versus St. Colum Kill, second team. Again, date and time yet to be decided. Yeah, date and time uh, to be decided on, on most of these 
uh, games that were rolling through at the minute. In the Junior D, it was Nafina, four goals and 13. That's 25 points. The Dunleys, five goals and three points. You don't see that too often where a team scores more goals than they did points. It was a seven-point victory for Nafina. They booked their place in the uh, final of the Junior D. And Screens B and uh, Bective, they're playing, sorry, actually on Sunday evening at 7 p.m. So it's uh, while we're recording this uh, podcast, we don't know who will be joining Nafina in that Junior D final just yet. Yeah, moving on to the Junior E, and Longwood had a huge victory over Waterstown. Uh, of course, Longwood's first team, 8-14 to Waterstown's second team, 1-2. And in the other game, just when you're talking about teams getting more goals than points, uh, St. Dalton's second team uh, edged out in the end by by a much, not a much better, but a, a deserving uh, Victor in Summerhill second team, uh, one thirteen to Summerhill second team. St Dalton second team four goals and two points. So that was sixteen points to fourteen. I was at that game for about forty minutes, Mickey, before I training, and uh, a hat trick from Kira Murray wasn't enough for St Dalton's to get them uh, over the line against the Summerhill side, who played some lovely stuff. Um, and they'll uh, fancy their chances going in against a very strong Longwood side in the final in two weeks' time. Again, date and time yet to be decided. Yeah, 14 scores to six, and they just managed to win it by two points. You know, so well done to Summerhill B team there. And well done to St. Dalton's for uh, putting it up to that summer, that really strong Summerhill B team. Um, moving on now to the Junior F Championship final. This was played, uh, or sorry, it's been played uh, next Saturday, the 1st of October, 2 p.m. in Grange Garden in Kells. Lovely uh, venue for this one. Um, it's going to be Moyla's B team against Clonmacgill's B team. So, um, or second string or second team, um, whatever way you want to look at it. And uh, nice, nice game to be had over there in Grange Garden and Kells. It, it, something we never really talked about before, Davy was Grange Garden. It's a fabulous uh, uh, setup they have over there, and the pitches are absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's, I think it is just the dress rooms, yeah. um, which are the, the the one thing obviously that's really missing. I know they've done great work in putting up ball stopping nets and everything as well. You know, at different ends of the pitch. So, yeah. So um, no, it's a, it's a great facility, um, and hopefully in the coming years they can maybe get some dress rooms up, and uh, it'll be the complete project really. Yeah, once once they do get the dressing rooms and a hall or whatever they plan to do over there in Grange Garden, it'll be one of the finest setups in the county. Um, there's no doubt about that but uh, Moyla B and Clonda Gale B they'll contest that Junior F Championship final next Saturday October the 1st at 2pm in Grange Garden in Kells and if you're heading over to it sure why not drop into the Blackwater Inn in Kells and say hello to George and Patricia Plunkett uh, before or after or even during the game um, get over there and say hello to them uh, Davey we're going to go to the relegation playoffs now yeah, looking at the first one, Mickey, uh, it was in the senior between Simonstown and Boards Mill and a, and a very significant victory for your own Simonstown Gales who defeated Boards Mill three goals and six points to Boards Mill's one goal and nine. So what that means is Boards Mill are going to play Intermediate Championship football for 2023. In the Intermediate Championship, Summerhill capped off a fine weekend with a 4-13 to 1-3 victory over Clannagale, meaning Clannagale will be relegated back to Junior A for 2023. And uh, in Junior A, Dunsany recorded a facile victory over Delique Bellustown, who have had a, a tough year of it. Uh, 3-14 to 1-8 it finished, meaning Delique Bellustown relegated to Junior B for 2023. In Junior B, um, Clonard got a walkover from Sechtown second team. We did talk about this last week, yeah. Sechtown not fielding, and obviously with their senior team being in a semi-final, 
uh, the likelihood was that this may happen. So Clenard, by virtue of the walkover, are going to stay in Junior B for next year with Sensen second string going down to Junior C. In Junior C, uh, Drumbara retained their status with a 5-11 to 1-6 victory over Dunham Rashburn second string. Dunham Rashburn relegated to Junior D for next year. And in Junior D, Karen Ross uh, received the walkover from Oldcastle second team, uh, meaning that Oldcastle will be relegated to Junior E for next year. Can Ross stay in Junior D? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, brilliant. And uh, again, our thanks to Fergal Harney, who sent us on all the details from every one of the championships in uh, the Mead LGFA. Absolutely brilliant from him, as always. And uh, you know, we just want to send our thanks out to him. Davey, you know, that, that's, a, that's a hell of a detailed uh, uh, script that we got from him. Hilariously, Mickey, uh, five minutes ago, he actually texted me when we were in the middle of this, just by coincidence, and, he, you know, just that he sent it on or whatever, and to update the screen in D-Rangers game to say that Elizabeth Moreland actually got four goals and not three, uh, as stated in the report. So I just said, sent it back to him to sell, tell him thanks a million uh, for it. But we were literally in the middle of it. So I'd, I'd call it out at the end. So there we well, go. Well, he, he, he wasn't lying. He said Elizabeth Moreland bagged a hat trick. So yeah. He just forgot to mention that she bagged a hat trick plus one um, yeah. in this close encounter of a semi final. So um, yeah, absolutely incredible. Elizabeth Moreland, four goals in that intermediate semi final for screen and um, when they got the victory by two points over D Rangers. So um yeah incredible stuff there and our thanks again once again to Fergal Harney. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30 second ad? Well then at Husqvarna we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin & Sons, your authorised automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in-store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne & Sons. If you need any more information on the Automore, feel free to call into us here in Clannard County Mead. Davey, uh, last week we announced the Kiko Sports Team of the Week for the previous week's uh, Championship Weekend. And I suppose we have to just, we have, we have to give the man a mention. Um, so for the third week running, Mickey Newman was the highest scorer across all championships in Mead, um, scoring 2-6 for Kilmainham. Now, once again, like in a disappointing result for Kilmainham, he was the star of the show. Um, what can we say about Mickey Newman? Incredible stuff. He's He's got three goals and 40 points in this um, championship. Like Most fellas wouldn't score that in their careers. And I'm not even trying to be... Yeah, trying to be funny about it, like it's just incredible. And to think they didn't win a game and and got relegated. Oh, you actually think it makes it all the more impressive that yeah. that he got what he got. Um, jeez, oh, I, I spare thought for junior A defenders next year having to come up against them. But uh, listen, it's it's obviously tainted with the the disappointment of losing their status after eight great years in in intermediate football. Um, 
but they'll dust themselves down. They'll feel they can really have a good crack at Junior A Championship football for next year. And um, I think we'll just have to rename the award the, the Mickey Newman uh, Perpetual uh, Trophy in, in future, Mickey, because uh, it'll, it'll feel wrong being in the black water in two weeks' time and not having Mickey Newman there beside us. Because <laughs> yeah, that is, you know, for other players out there across the county, they're all cheering because now they know that they've got a chance of winning the top score because uh, Mickey Newman is now... Uh, out of the championship, um, no more football for him for the rest of this year. He can just lie back and relax and, and get himself ready for the 2023 season. But uh, it just opens the door for someone else. But we did say last week that from renaming the team from now on, that the number 14 jersey is, is retired um, for the yeah. rest of the year and that nobody else is having it. So it'll be number 17 uh, in, in place and number 14 on the Kiko Sports Team of the Week. Yeah, Jamie Flatterty actually was in touch and he said just as well Kilmainham are finished or that effort would have shares in the black water in. <laughs> I got a message during the week. I got a message during the week saying that we've already put Mickey Newman's first child through college. Yeah. Um, well, uh, George and Patricia Plunkett in the Blackwater Inn have. So, um, yeah, really, really, really good stuff there. And, and, and the people around the county appreciating his talent. Uh, by slagging them off. That's what us Irish people do. Um, Davey, as well, we have to give a mention to our Player of the Week, our Blackwater Inn Player of the Week, also from last week's championship. And uh, it was, of course, um, Shane Glynn from Wolf Tones. And, uh, you know, the last two years have been probably the best footballing years of Shane Glynn's career. Um, you know, he's always been top quality, but he's taken to another level over the last two years. Yeah, that's actually what I put to him in the interview, which we're just about to hear. Uh, <laughs> but it, like, it is, it is actually true because he was on the Mead team for for a decent spell. But I don't think he was playing anything to the level in which he's playing now at thirty one years of age, which is remarkable. He's had a little bit of a positional change in the sense that he is occupied now solely in the full back line, and it does seem to suit him. Um, but but he's so composed. He's a real leader, obviously, as captain, and he's just. That could have been the thing, you know, getting getting given the captaincy has given him that little bit of added uh, responsibility and um, he's just thriving on it. You know, what what performances he's given, not just this year, last year and the year before as well. He's um, he's he's a terrific defender. Is he 31? He is. Doesn't look it, doesn't play like it either. Doesn't look it, doesn't play like it. And I thought he was in his mid-20s, maybe 26, 27. Yeah. Um, uh, that's a compliment for him anyway, that's for sure. But uh, 31 years of age and he's roasting full forwards all over the county. Incredible stuff from Shane Glynn. Well, look, Davey, you mentioned it already. You caught up with Mickey Newman and Shane Glynn in the Blackwater Inn with George Plunkett the other day. And we'll go to the interview you got with the lads just now. In the Blackwater Inn, delighted to be joined by Blackwater Inn Player of the Week, Mr Shane Glynn and uh, just Mickey Newman again for uh, the top score of the week. Shane, we'll start with you, um, I suppose, a week on nearly. From it, um, how's the body all about recovery? I'd imagine this week after such a, a physical game last weekend. Yeah, definitely. The first few days this week, there wasn't much done, but a bit of eating and lots of water, a few drinks Sunday night, nothing yeah. major. Um, but yeah, no. Since we were training Wednesday night, we didn't probably go too heavy at it. But Friday night, we're back, back at it, full tilt and now full focus for sun, Sunday week. Spoke to you straight after it, but I suppose you've had a little bit of time to reflect on it now. A bit of a mad game, like you know, game of two halves, classic. But the second half performance from your side was was something else. Probably one of the best I'm sure you've ever been involved in. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it has to be the best half performance I've been a part of with the Wolf Tones. Definitely, the first half we were probably a little bit off the boil, not massively, but 
just not fully at the races and then we didn't really have a choice in the second half it was do or die for us and thankfully we just managed to turn it on at the right time Absolutely, George um, I'm sure you got a glimpse of it he, he was on the master craftsman in Bino Hanlon and not too many lads can come out the right side of that uh, duel but Shane, Shane was excellent Absolutely unbelievable yeah um, typical kind of Man mark and defender, you, you mightn't see Shane doing that much, but you certainly didn't see anything happening, and, you know, and he's done that before, so it's not the first time. But um, I'd have to say, as, as he said there, I was at the game, the whole second half performance by the Tones, just amazing, really. It was just a collective tour of force, or force of will, is how I could describe it. And I, I don't think Kells did an awful lot wrong, to be honest with you. Just, just had no answer. And I'm sure it was hard to even pick out any individuals on the on the tones performance that stood out well. Just a total collective effort. Yeah. That's what I thought anyway. That was my reading of it. No, absolutely. Mickey, we'll bring in, um, I suppose, here again, 2-6. Unfortunately, wasn't enough for you in the end. Uh, relegation to Junior A. I suppose it's a rebuild now, isn't it, really? Um, he's got the bit of silver earlier in the league, but just in championship, things haven't come together, and those injuries eventually have sort of caught up, which is really... Yeah, that's it, in a nutshell, really. Um, you know, we scored 4-11 and we, were, we lost, so you know, we have no complaints. We were probably one of the poorest performing teams. And, uh, yeah, uh, full, full credit to uh, Clon de Gale. So, yeah, we'll be looking forward to next year. At least, you know, every game we're going into were positive and you have a good chance of winning whereas I suppose the last year or two you're kind of hoping rather than knowing that you're going to do something so yeah I'm looking forward to next year to be honest Yeah absolutely and that Junior A I mean you've come up as beaten finalists in 2013 so next year it'd be a great chance to come up as, as winners and you know get silverware if, if things are right for you yeah, that's it. Uh, with sort of six teams down now in the last two years, or there will be, so juniors gone back to probably what it was 10, 10 12 years ago. It's really competitive. So we will definitely be hoping to, to kind of push on. Um, you know, I don't know how, how many years we have left in this, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be trying to, trying to get back up there anyway. George, there's not too many junior A defenders that will want to come up against this man next year, particularly the form he's been in this year. So it'll be a few sleepless nights ahead all right in, yeah. the, in the junior A full backs or corner backs or whatever next year um, unbelievable um, serious scores three weeks in a row but sure we, we know what he's capable of doing and I suppose the fact that maybe he just had a good run of it with no injuries and no distractions of inter-county that's can make him benefit it and um, just unfortunately it's that relegation is tough do you know what I mean and that's the, the way the fixtures crowd have decided that, as Mickey said, the six gone down. And in long term, you'll hope you'll have a competitive junior A and junior B. But um, they put up an, an awful score, like uh, a score that could win two games. They scored, but I, was, I wasn't at it. But I was listening to some of the stuff after Clan de Gale to only kick one way. That's an incredible statistic as well. And Kilmaine and Montfortune were just on the receiving end of that, but. That's the way, as you said, they will be, they will, as they always do, they will give it 100% next year and it'll be a big threat to anybody in, in junior football. Absolutely. Shane, from your media days, you did come up against him, I suppose, a, a lot in training. Um, he, he's not too bad. <laughs> no, definitely not. No, we had a good few battles. Um, every, every second week I was marking him for a while. I, I, I got to know all the tricks of the trade, or at least I thought I did. But no, no, he's a serious, serious operator and not surprised by the scoring. 
Mickey, I suppose it would be remiss me not to, to, to get a word about this fella and um, his credentials as a, as a full-back. Yeah, as as good as, as there is out there, uh, and he probably doesn't get the plaudits that he deserves, but that's the type of shame. He's no-nonsense, honest footballer, and he kind of probably came in at the end of that Wolf Tones team that were... It was basically passed on to him, yeah. and he's carrying the can there now. And I'm not surprised he'd hold, he would hold anybody uh, on his day. So uh, yeah, we had a few interesting jewels, as he as he said. So um, yeah, I'm not surprised. He's a fantastic footballer and a great leader. So yeah. In in your own modest view, do you think you're playing better football now than maybe you did when you were with me? I know it's a little bit of a different role you're playing nowadays. Yeah, um, I I don't know. I'm probably. I probably think I'm not playing dramatically different. Um, maybe as a team we're just playing better and it, it helps me play better because the pressure on the ball, like the field is massive. So yeah, it's probably a bit of thanks for the lads out the field for, for, for me getting this award today, I'd say. Well done. Thoroughly deserved, fellas. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, Davey, interesting. You know, the two players that were in for Player of the Week and Top Scorer of the Week Obviously, their championships are going in opposite directions. Shane Dean is getting prepared for a senior championship semi-final and Mickey Newman is just going to stud for the winter. <laughs> Don't tell his missus that, Mickey. <laughs> I meant with his missus. <laughs> um, yeah, Jesus. I tell you, Kilmainham could do worse than, than doing something like that. Um, yeah, listen, he, and uh, to be honest, I was talking to him, you know, after the interview and he was telling me that he's... He's in the ice baths every day, even now, uh, because his body his body has to, you know, um, if he doesn't do that, even when he goes back playing football next January or February, he, he won't be able to function without, you know, being in an ice bath every day for a half an hour or 35 minutes, whatever it is. Um, that's incredible commitment as well, by the way. Do you know, the fact that most lads, when, as you say, when their year is done, they take it easy, probably do a little bit of gym work or play a bit of soccer or something like that. But he's literally... He just said he's in the habit of doing it now, so he keeps doing it. And uh, I, I think uh, that's an ominous sign for Kilmainham in the Junior A Championship next year. Um, particularly if they get everybody else back as well. That that has to be said. I think they'll be a very tough nut to crack. And best of luck to them. I'd love to see them go on and get some success next year. Yeah. Um, what if you're in the Junior A Championship next year, Davey? Would you still have those sentiments towards uh, uh, Kilmainham? If I could pick anybody to beat me, it would be Kilmainham. <laughs> do you know what? I think I think everybody in the county would have that as well. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like that. If you were to be beaten by anybody and wouldn't feel aggrieved by it, you'd say, do you know what? If it was Kilmainham, I wouldn't mind being beaten by Kilmainham because, yeah, they're, they're a great bunch of lads. So they are out there. There's lovely fellas out there in, the, in Kilmainham. So, um, yeah, brilliant stuff from Mickey and from Shane Glenn, obviously. And, uh um, wish the Shane Lynn and the Wolf Tones as the very best of luck next weekend in their um, senior semi-final and to everybody else playing in the senior semi-finals we don't want to be uh, we don't want to leave anybody out we don't want to seem biased or anything like that And that, sure that's I'm, one thing you can't be accused of doing Mickey when it comes <laughs> to the Wolf Tones, Wolf Tones. <laughs> I was just going to say that <laughs> uh, but anyways let's move on Davey um, we will be um, obviously we've got all the fixtures for um, next weekend will we run through the fixtures Davey quickly for the football and and yeah, then just yeah 
Uh, we'll run through fixtures from f- for next weekend um, in the football championship. So on Saturday in the Junior B Championship semi-final, it is the Ballerice Bar and Restaurant and Guest Accommodation Junior B Football Championship semi-final. It's going to be in Castletown. It's slain against Drum Condrath. Then on Sunday in Kilmainham, it is, of course, St. Bridget's and Courtown in that North Mead derby. So um, looking forward to both of those games. Um, in, uh, sorry, in the Junior Football Championship, then on Friday, sorry, uh, it is the relegation final between St. Dalton's and Minolte, another North Mead derby. And the winner of that will obviously preserve their status as junior football side for 2023. And the loser will be playing uh, in junior B football next year. Um, on Saturday in the junior A uh, semi-final in Sean Newman Park, it's Ballinlock against Dunsany and Mount Watering tie there. And then on Sunday, it will see Castletown taking on Sydney in Drumcondrath. Nothing to see here, folks. That's <laughs> nothing to talk about at all. Um, a lovely, lovely, lovely local derby there between Castletown and Sydney. There'll be no love lost in that one. Then in the Intermediate Football Championship, the Mead Farm Group Intermediate Football Championship, um, the, we go to the relegation game first. It's on Sunday in Park Column Kill Kells. It's Clonagale against Drumbarra Emmets again. The winner of that staying in Intermediate for 2023. The loser will be playing in Junior Football Championship next year. Then in the two semi-finals, the first one is in Park Tolchin on Saturday, and it's at half two. It's Nobber against Dunshockland. And then in Park Tolchin at half four, it's a double header. It will be Dundry against Dulik Bellewston. Some cracking semi-finals to come up there. Then moving on to the senior championship and we're going to go to maybe the relegation games first the first of them is on at eight o'clock on friday night and it is in it's in screen it's in column kills against centralstown referee for that one is andrew smith balnebracki will play navinomatis on saturday that game in trim and it's at four o'clock and then the two semi-finals will be played on sunday as part of a double header First one at two o'clock sees Wolf Tones against Summerhill. Shane Glynn, uh, our player of the week from <clears throat> the last round of championship games, will be looking to go and uh, bring Wolf Tones to a senior championship final. But Summerhill will have something to say about that. And then in the other semi final, of course, it's Rathout and Nafina. And um, that game being played at a quarter to four. Davy, when you look through all them, obviously the one that sticks out for you is, of course, the St. Dalton's and, uh, sorry, St. Dalton's, St. Bridget's and Cortown. Game. We'll come back to the St. Dalton's uh, game now in a minute because they could be relegated. But St. Bridges in Courtown, Sunday um, in Kilmainham. And you've just been talking so highly of Kilmainham that you're going to be playing in their pitch against St. Bridges on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it's been a happy hunting ground for us, Mickey, over the years in Kilmainham. So uh, we'll be happy enough to make the short trip over there to take on Bridget's Um Fully aware of the, the big test it's going to be, obviously. We expect a big backlash from uh, Bridget's after the last day. Um, but we'll look forward to it 12 noon next Sunday and then into yeah. Park Talton for the, the couple of senior games then after that hopefully What are the other games that stand out for you across junior uh, intermediate and senior apart from obviously the other one that I was going to mention St Dalton's and Minolte and that lovely Northmead derby in uh, Carlinstown on Friday evening Yeah I think it's hard to take your eyes away from Castletown and Sydney. Uh, yeah. they, they really don't like each other uh, and that's a big Junior A semi-final on Saturday evening uh, I like Ballinock and Dunsany too purely for the fact that they played in the last round of the group and Ballinock got the better of Dunsany so there's a little bit of redemption needed for 
uh, Dunsany also in that. The intermediate, undoubtedly, I think the pick of the two is Dundry and, and Delique Bellewstown. It looks to yeah. be a 50-50 game on paper. Uh, and then in the senior championship, you like it has to be Wolf Tones and Summerhill. Retote should win it, you know, against Nafina, but people aren't going to give Nafina a prayer. I actually think that game could be quite close because Nafina have a really good regimented system. Um, and I expect them to give Retote a really stern examination. Yeah, you know, Nafina have this uncanny way of, of, of getting results and, and going deep into the championship, you know. Um, but the, in the quarterfinal against Trim, Trim had 18 wides, I believe, in that game, Davy. So, you know, that to me says that Nafina are coughing up chances. They, they are coughing up chances, Mickey, but what I've I've seen Nafina a couple of times and what really impressed me about them was their 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 mental strength, basically. If they concede a goal or a score, they, they generally re- reply straight after with a score of their own, which is a great way of getting something like that out of their system. And they showed great steel in the quarterfinal victory over Trim when they were down to 14 men for about 25 minutes of the second half and defended heroically to get over the line. So what I'm getting at is Nafina can do it in more ways than one. Uh, and this is going to be the acid test for them, obviously, against what looks like a pretty rampant Retold side. But Retold have, have have had peaks and troughs as well throughout the championship. They haven't played well. Uh, they haven't played well sustainably through, throughout the championship. They've played more in, in patches. Um, and that's what will probably give Nafina hope next weekend. Yeah, um, I still I, I still think that uh, Rathout are, are, are well oiled um, and can hurt you from all uh, areas of the field. They don't have one man that takes the take, takes the weight of, of of the team on his shoulders uh, on a weekly basis. They they seem to it just seems to rotate around the the, the, the field and any 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 of the players can hurt you. Wolf Tones and Summerhill, it's obvious there. Summerhill are going to win that. Wolf Tones, I don't even know if they'll be uh, they'll be lining out for this game. Um, you know, poor old Wolf Tones out there. Again, you know they're lucky to even be there. You know, and and that's the way they look at it. Is that they're lucky to be in the semi final. And uh, sure, what have they been? Have they ha, have they dropped any points at all this year in the championship? Well, I think no. I think they've won. I think they've won every game. Yeah, lucky, lucky, lucky. Um, uh, you know, it, it's it's a uh, it's one of those it's, people say that lightning doesn't strike twice. Well, it's struck four or five times already for Wolf Tones this year. So it has, and uh, they've put a few teams to the sword, but with barely even fifteen on the field. Balnebracky and you've spent enough time. <laughs> and uh, in the relegation, and St. Column Kills and Central St. Davy. Um, two interesting ones. You'd still fancy Balnebracky and St. Column Kills to come through here and leave the two, we'd say Navin sites, because you could say Central Town and Navin at this stage, um, in a, a relegation final. Yeah, but Central Town weren't fancied at all when they played Column Kills in the first round of the championship, and we all know what happened there. So <laughs> True. Uh, they, they, they won't mind that game. Uh, Column Kills, uh, I'd say they'll um, be a little bit apprehensive about it. Navinomatnies against Balnebracky. I think Balnebracky just need to get that Simonstown game out of their system. And I, I don't think they'll have much of a problem in doing so. They've, they'll have had a couple of weeks. And Navinomatnies will probably be heartened by their performance against Dunboyne without actually troubling to, to ever win the game. Uh, it could be two close games, but I'd agree with you. I think that Balnebracky and, and Colum Gill should come through. 
Yeah, well, uh, head on over to our Loyal Loyals podcast. We'll be doing full previews of all the games, uh, relegations included, and we will give our proper predictions on all those games uh, taking place in the football championship this coming weekend. So head on over and you'll be able to get all those previews. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the Automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. Davey, I suppose it's probably time now to move on and uh, do our lotto segment. Have the PROs been in contact this week? They have indeed, Mickey, yeah. Uh, starting with Dun Shocklin and Royal Gales, who are generally one of the first in. Actually, the last in this week, as it turns out. Um, but their results from last Monday night, uh, 19th, the numbers drawn were 4, 10, 20 and 25. There was one match, three winner who collects 200 euro. That was Cindy Clinch. Next draw takes place tomorrow night, Monday, half eight, live on Facebook. 3,200 up for grabs with 200 added each week. You can play that one on Club Force. My own Cortown GFC, we uh, had a 10,900 euro jackpot on Friday night, which wasn't won. Uh, the numbers from were 8, 13, 16 and 31. Max and Ruby Foley, Phyllis Brady, Sinead Bennett, Mick Lina, and Mags and Shamie Mulrow were the winners of the 520 euro winners. Uh, the 50 euro one for all voucher, which was kindly sponsored by Morris Cod Construction, went to Chloe Coyne. And we go again next Friday night with 11 grand and you can play it at courtinga.com forward slash lotto. Castletown are next up and uh, the results from last week, uh, there was no winner. Uh, 4,400 euro. 1, 3, 6 and 11 were the numbers. Th- 30 euro lucky dip winners were Barry Sheeran, Lisa Kelly, Ben Mead, Brendan White and Chloe Casti. Navin O'Matneys are up and uh, their results from the 20th of September last Tuesday night. They had no winner. They had one match three winner who was Paddy Andrews. Um, and the next draw takes place on the 27th of September, which is Tuesday night. 5,150 euro, euro for grabs in that one. Paddy Andrews, the, Paddy Andrews, the ex-Dublin forward. Uh, Presumably, yeah. Winning win, yeah. win 50 euro there in Navin O'Matneys. Yeah. yeah. It'd be interesting to see what he's doing down there. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he's doing him on the pitch. Kill made him. Seven, eight, seventeen, and twenty. The numbers from the nineteenth of September. The lucky dip winners were Carmel Kenny, Jim Keane, Patsy Walsh, Niall Henchy, and Derek Nelson. Four thousand next week up for grabs there. Ballon Lockenick. And uh, the results from last week, 3,200 euro of a jackpot wasn't won. The letters from were I, M, R and V. Kenny Henry, Marie Muldoon, Claire Flanagan and Maggie Devine, the winners there. The next draw takes place on the 3rd, which is next week, uh, 3rd of October. And you can be in to and buy a ticket to be in with a chance of winning. 
Trumbara, next up, 4,200 euro jackpot wasn't won. Three, four, five, and nine. Uh, the numbers, 30 euro winners were Shawnee Bennett, Adrian Balfe, Helen Lamb, Barney Gaffney, and Margaret Gogarty. Next in is Manalvi GFC, and their results from Monday, 4, 8, 11, and 26. The numbers, there was no winner. Five, uh, three 20 euro winners were Joe Murphy, Connor Harnan, and Sean Deering. The next draw takes place on Monday the 26th with a jackpot of €700. Euros. You can play it at Manalvi GFC or you can play it on the Club Force app. Waterstown are next up. Their results from the 18th. The numbers drawn were 9, 10, 22 and 23. There was no jackpot winner. There was one match three winner who was Tracy Byrne and they go again with 3300 next time round. And the final one on my list is from Minaldi GFC. And their results from last Sunday night, 4,200 euro of a jackpot wasn't won. 12, 17, 18 and 24 the numbers. There was eight match three winners who collect 25 euro each. Shirley Cahill, Geraldine Wilson, Ronan Gaynor, Edwina Alwell, Livia Cusson, Peter Rogers, Margaret Casti and Tina Copperwhite. The special online prize of 50 euro went to Marie Cusson and the next draw takes place tonight, Sunday, with 4,400 euro. No problem, David. The usual two in from Central Sense of their lotto draw last week was not won. The jackpot now is 2,600. It takes place every Monday evening. And you can do that on smartlotto.ie. Simon Simpson's jackpot last week was not won. The uh, €1,300 Euro, um, rolls on to next week where it'll be €1,350. Euro. There was lucky dips. I don't think there was uh, match trees. So Colin Farrell, Ollie Boland and B&C Morn were uh, the lucky dip winners uh, in the draw last week. The numbers drawn were 12, 18, 22, and 31. And you can do that through the Clubs app app, or you can go onto any of their social media and you will get the links there. The, the jackpot, as I said, next Friday will be 1,350 euros. So that is the lotto segment done, Davy. So we might move on now to Instagram. Have the public been in contact with us? We've had the PROs, now it's time for the public. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a nice bit of Instagram interactive coming in this evening. First one is from Aaron Reedy, and he just said, up, oh, Ratolt. Uh, yeah, look, um, Ratolt on for the double, uh, Davey. Um, trims up with the double, obviously, quenched by Nafina uh, last week in, in, in the football. Um, but Ratolt are right there, Davey. They are indeed. Um, when was the last time When was the last time hurling and football double was done in me, I wonder? It's senior championship. Jeez, that's a good that's a good question. Yeah. Um I know Ratote almost did it two years ago actually yeah. when they won the senior football championship and the senior hurling they were obviously beaten by a point against Trim. That was twenty twenty, but the senior hurling final wasn't played until twenty twenty one, but it would have counted as a calendar year double. Um had it had it gone to script, but it didn't. So they're vying for another one this year. Um the next one comes in from Conlet McLaren and he just said awful refereeing. In which game? Um, you you were at these games, were you? Um, is he on about uh, the Rathout and Kiltail game? I I don't know. I would say one thing, and there's there's more referee stuff to you know in um in this Instagram. And the one thing I would say about hurling refereeing in particular is there's more inconsistencies than probably football because of the 
the types of decisions. Like I, I could I could like two games I've seen over the weekend or I, I, I experienced. I actually wasn't at the first intermediate game on Sunday, but I believe there was an awful lot of frees in the Drumree and Dunry game. Like I think there was only nine scores from play, but there was a clatter of frees scored by different players. Whereas in the Kiltail and Retoke game, there was very few frees. But that's down to the referee either letting an awful lot go or being really nitpicking on happen. certain things. Yeah. yeah. So like, and I, I, for some reason, I don't think football is, is like that. So I think there's more subjectability in hurling, if that makes sense. Uh, it's more at the discretion of the referee, basically, uh, than it is at football. That's just my feeling on it. But there's, there's a kind of a traditionalist uh, feel with, with hurling as well, is that, you know, it it should be let go and whatever. And they've brought in rules in recent years that maybe referees are not maybe, uh, uh, you know, enforcing all the time, you know, and, and letting the play go a little bit. And a lot of people prefer that old style of hurling um, uh, where, where the game is just flowing constantly and the whistle is not being blown every couple of seconds because, you know, maybe, maybe in other counties... The ball spends more time in the air than it does on the ground. But in, in, in me, you know, you might have a little bit of ground hurling where there's lads coming in with flailing hurlies and stuff like that where they expect a referee to blow a whistle. Yeah, it, yeah, there could be something in it. Alan McCormick is next in and he said yesterday, yesterday's refereeing was abysmal. Charlie Ennis, the difference in the end. Um, that's in reference to the Kildalki and Trim game where I actually thought the referee, uh, the referee Mark Riley had a, had a really good game. Uh, and and again, that's that's purely my opinion. But there there you go. I'll I'll think differently. And yeah, it's 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 a tricky one. Uh, just the last one on the referees, I think, is from D Crowley, and she says apparently dragging down players isn't a foul anymore. So, uh, did yeah. you see any players being dragged dragged it to ground? Actually, you'll always see a bit of that. Um, yeah, you you see it in every game. Uh, but yeah, would you would you have blown it? <laughs> there was certain, I suppose, like Kieran Flynn's the best example in in like he was doing the the Kildalki and Rotoke, and like Kieran lets so much go, and and in one way it it adds to the contest because it's it's kind of frantic and it's it's not stop start, so there's a bit of rhythm and pattern to the game. But personally, I I blow for certain things that I would think are freeze, but. Ultimately, Mickey, he's the man in the middle. Like, so he, he's the only man that can make these decisions. Um, and there was just an interesting point that came in there uh, from Robert Perfield, who is a very good up-and-coming referee as well, by the way. And uh, he, he makes a good point as well. He said, all the critics can do the referees course next year in the new year. So Yeah, 100%. If you, if you think you could do a better job than what's there, absolutely. I'm sure Frank Cologley would love to hear from you. Yeah, that is right. We'll get Frank's number and we'll send it on to everybody um, who criticises the referees. But I can understand their frustration too. Yeah, Shawnee Fitzgerald uh, just said Charlie Ennis with a goat symbol. Yeah, well, um, we all know what that means. <laughs> Charlie Ennis is the goat. Yeah, he was outstanding for Trim on uh, on Saturday night. Five, four or five top-knock saves uh, to, to get Trim into a senior final. Uh, 
David Quinn, so as you know, Mickey, when I take a picture for Instagram Interactive, it's just usually a random kind of black screen. Or that. I was in the tunnel and parked Alton waiting on Michael Connolly to come out. And uh, I just took one of the tunnel and David Quinn said, show us the inside of the tunnel. I said, I'm not there anymore, <laughs> lad, but I'll show you one next week when I'm back there. So I'll take a full video for you and post it up, sure. <laughs> yeah, do that, David. Um, next one comes in from Jack Walsh. And he said, Kenny has to go. Another embarrassing defeat last night to a poor Scottish team. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's mad, and uh, you know when you go online and you and you're watching uh, what social what people are saying on social media, a lot of people are praising the way Ireland played and reckoning that they they shouldn't have lost the game and that it was a dubious penalty and all this kind of crack and the lead up to it and whatever. So, um, are Ireland not playing a nice brand of football? Is that not what it's about? Uh, no, it's about winning games, to be honest. Uh, and they've won uh, 25% of their games under Stephen Kenny. So that's one in four. And uh, yeah. the stats don't lie. He needs to go. Uh, oh. I, would, I, would, I would agree wholeheartedly with Jack Walsh on that one. Um, he just finds a way to lose games. I don't know. I've never seen the like of it before, but uh, hopefully it'll end fairly soon. Anyway, back to more pressing matters, Mickey. Um, and Colin O'Brien in, and he said, Mary McAleese and the Integration Committee, a great move. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you can run us through this, Davey. I, I'd rather if you did, Mickey, to be honest. No, no, Davey, I, I insist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so basically, this is an integration committee between the GA, the LGFA, and the Camogie Association. So basically, Mary McAleese is going to chair this specific committee to try and bring all of these sub uh, committees or associations together in Christian harmony uh, to hopefully get them singing off the same hymn sheet or even just better than has been the case. Like, I mean, how many times have we come on this podcast on a Sunday evening and berated one of the associations for fixture clashes and players having to pick one thing over another and this kind of thing. And it boils down to communication. And I think her or, um, her on the on the committee or, or heading the committee should, should certainly help put a little bit more clarity and, and make things better. She has loads to do, but at, at the same time, she's starting from a pretty low base. So I think she'll she can only do good work. I feel anyway. Yeah, I I, I couldn't have said it better myself, Davy. Um, <laughs> you know, um, but look, <laughs> the issue we have here is that there there are three separate committees. There's um, there's three separate payrolls, and integrating them all into one single payroll will mean that maybe uh, some positions maybe made redundant and who wants to you know i suppose give up their their paid job at the same time so there, there, there's a lot of things there's a lot of things going on there's a lot of uh different things that need to be uh integrated and and, and talked about and whatever and you know while it's a great step forward and it's badly needed i don't see it being an easy job no no, it's not. But it needs a strong personality. And, and Mary McAleese is, yeah, yeah absolutely. She's, is, she's the four there, exactly. She's the one for the job. Very much so. Liam Corbett said, retort for the double. We just spoke about that. And um, there's every possibility it could happen, Davy Rispin. Um, you know, retort will play Nafina in their semi-final of the football and they're already true to the um, true, true to the senior hurling final. So, um, 
you know, they, they won't have it easy against Nafina, but I do see them coming through that game. And, uh, yeah, they're giving themselves every chance. But, you know, how do you, I suppose, uh, you'd love to have the, 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 the headache of trying to prepare yourself for two senior championship finals in the space of a couple of weeks, wouldn't you? But I suppose problem, yeah. that has to bring its own problems as well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Caden Donnelly said, Gav McGowan, best hurler in Mead. Uh, Davey, you saw him in this flesh uh, uh, last weekend. Yeah, he had an amazing game. He kicked, or he hit five or six points from play. Uh, really direct, really strong. Uh, very, very impressive. And uh, obviously, he was on the Mead football panel this year. Uh, I think Shorcher Bulfin would be more than happy to try and get get him back on the hurling panel. But that will just depend on, I suppose, what Colin O'Rourke's plan are, plans are uh, from the football perspective. But um, he's a very talented dual player, but undoubtedly he's an outstanding hurler and absolutely one of, if not the best in the county right this minute, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We have answered that one. I think that is it from uh, from Instagram Interactive, Mickey. Um, just do one quick refresh in case something has come in. No, that's it. That's it from our um, listeners this week. Um, look, we are looking forward to a weekend of football action next weekend, obviously, and um, all of the uh, junior uh, semi-finals between junior A and junior B taking place. We will have the junior A relegation games. We'll have the intermediate semi-finals. We'll have the senior semi-finals. We have ladies football. Uh, we have camogie. There is so much going on over the next couple of weeks, and we're looking forward to it. And of course, in two weeks' time, we will have the uh, senior and intermediate Hurling Championship Finals, so lots to be uh, getting ready for over the next few weeks. Davey, um, are you up for the task? We've got a lot ahead of us. We have, yeah, but we're on the home stretch now, Mickey, so um, yeah, let's keep our lit. Yeah, absolutely. And again, we want to give a quick shout out as well to remind all of our patrons um, and listeners that we will have our Blackwater, or sorry, our Kiko Sports Team of the Year event in the Blackwater Inn on Saturday the 22nd of October where we will be presenting our team of the year, the Kiko Sports team of the year, with their All-Star jerseys for 2022. Put that in your diary. Make sure you get down to Kells on the night. There is no cover charge, but what we would like you to do, um, if you can, is just we will have buckets in the place, and if you could throw a donation for the charity that we're partnering with on the night, and that is so sad, and it's a... A charity that has touched the hearts of uh, of, of every community around the uh, Mead. So um, if you can, on the night, trophy Bob their way. That would be absolutely brilliant. Um, we will have uh, speakers on the night, hopefully, and we will have drinks promotions from George and Patricia Plunkett in the Blackwater in there in Kells. And uh, it is it is tipped to be the best night of the year so far, Davey. Um, uh, a lot of people saying it already, not to build it up too much. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's starting to take shape. Absolutely. Uh, I was in with George obviously on Saturday evening. We're chatting about it, so um, we're, we're hoping that a lot of a lot of our listeners, obviously the players, are to the forefront. But it'd be great to see a lot of our we are Mead and loyal royal listeners as well uh, come in because we we don't get to meet too many of them. You know, we 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 know the names. We, we kind of hear from them every other week. But it'd be just great to to have a chat and maybe a drink or two with, with a few of our listeners as well on the night. So yeah, please, please do try and make the effort if you're at a loose end to come, come over to Cal's and enjoy a great night. Yeah, 100%. Well, look, that's it for this episode of your We Are Me podcast. Remember, We Are Me, why? Matters more.